All right, welcome back to the Heart of New York Sports Podcast. I'm Jared Sage with my co-host, Cameron Krakowiak. We are into October, and we have some teams playing, and one of them, the biggest one, the New York Yankees, clinching a playoff spot yesterday. We had two NFL wins, something I don't think we've probably had in maybe a decade. Uh, The Giants and Jets with big wins over playoff teams from a year before, Really impressive, both in overtime, so exciting football. And the Knicks preseason kicks off tomorrow. Nets preseason kicked off yesterday with a win over the Lakers. But right now, we're going to start with the New York Yankees. I'm sure Yankee fans woke up yesterday a little nervous. 24 hours ago, maybe not so excited with the threat of playing a potential game 163 today. We have no baseball today, and that's because the Yankees won on a walk-off against the Tampa Bay Rays, winning the game one to nothing. Cameron, they're a playoff team. They're going to Fenway Park. How are you feeling? I'm feeling I'm feeling very nervous. Um, I know the last time we spoke, this was right before they actually went into Fenway Park. Um, and actually, no, the last yeah, the last time we spoke was before they went into Fenway Park and they ended up sweeping. Um, I honestly feel very scared and a little like worried the way the last few days have turned out the past week. I think if we had won Friday, which there was some managerial um, kerfuffle a little bit um, that I thought was a little dumb on Boone's part uh, because he didn't go to his good guys in the pen and was kind of banging on the fact that they would win Saturday or Sunday and thought that, you know, just winning one of these games was doable and like that we need to rest some of our bullpen arms, but we end up putting ourselves in a tough position yesterday and we actually end up winning the game. We don't have to play 163, which was enticing. And I, and I liked it a lot for the sport. I think it brought a little bit more attention to the final day of the season than past years. And I, really enjoyed it. And that's, what's good about like the smaller playoff format. I don't think the Mariners are a playoff team. You know, maybe you can make an argument that the blue Jays are a playoff team, but if you lose two out of three to the Yankees a week before their season ends, you know, maybe you're not either. Um, So I think it's going to be a fun game tomorrow night. I'm looking forward to it, but I, I really think I truly believe in my mind, that this game is going to come down to, like, whose bats are hotter. Um, and right now, I think the Sox's bats are a little bit hotter right now than the Yankees um, because the Yankees have only put up, you know, three runs in the past two days. But can't really bank on that. There's been some injuries. We'll do a little cleaning up right now. Uh, LeMahieu and Voigt are out. You know, how much of an impact do you think that's going to be, Jared? I think it'll have some impact. Um, you know, when I was watching those games yesterday, when I was kind of seeing it, like how the all the things would unfold, my first thought to me was, okay, if there's no Voight and there's no LeMahieu, I would honestly rather play Boston. I, I, I think that had Boston had lost to the Nationals, and then they have to play a 163 against Toronto, and then you have to play Toronto in a wild card. I know that they just beat two out of three against Toronto in Toronto. They scare me more. To me, honestly, because they have more frontline pitching. Their bullpen is just about the same as Boston. I thought Toronto, like, in one game, I'll take Guerrero and Bichette and those guys. Like, they they scare me. 
as it pertains, okay, so no LeMahieu, that's going to hurt. That's obviously going to hurt. You're going to have to play Glaber at second, probably or Shell at short. I mean, Gallo, I guess, definitely cannot play third base because if he could play third base, you could have a better lineup. I mean, are you going to? They would have put him there too. If they that already, they would have put, put him there already. Because sale pitch Sunday, so they're going to throw Yavaldi. So Yavaldi, the righty, they're definitely going to want to see if they can get Gardner in. Gardner's faced Yavaldi a bunch. So if they could have had Gallo and Gardner and, you know, have double the lefties with Rizzo, now it's that's a really interesting, you know, team. And I think that could really work out. But I think not having LeMahieu hurts just because I don't love the top of the lineup structure. I think I understand LeMahieu hasn't had a great I don't season. Like Gla- I don't like Glaber first. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of the... Torres leadoff, but at the same time, I don't exactly know who I would lead off ahead of him. I might, I would rather do Rizzo first. But has Rizzo led off with the Yankees? I don't think so. That's but he has, he has led off before in the past. He has, but I don't think in one game. But when Rizzo's led off in the past, Boyd, Boyd has led off, led off sometimes as, he, as a Yankee. And honestly, like, I don't mind putting Rizzo first and just moving everyone down. I just think that in a one game scenario, I don't, I wouldn't mess with that. I just wouldn't mess with doing something that Rizzo's done it a handful of times. And those those handful of times have probably been when like Madden was his manager in Chicago and Madden would do that to kind of like get guys going. Like that was a big thing that he believed in. Like, okay, if a guy's struggling, hit him lead off, do these kinds of things to like get him, out of his funk a little bit. So I don't think Rizzo is exactly like that. And I think hitting him second is actually interesting because I think it, um, unless you're going to hit Judge second, then if Rizzo leads off, because I like having the the lefty in front of Judge. So um, what, I w- what I would do, honestly, if I was the Yankees, I would, I would try and play Gardner in every game possible. Um, and and here's why because I think Gary like I would not DH Gary I think his I think like I I think I would rather have Gardner out there than Gary right now because Gary's bad is just since the All Star break like he had an awful second half of the year um and I think Gardner like maybe you you plug in Gardner and he bats lead off like I would rather that than than Torres um. I mean- to be quite honest, like, I don't think in a playoff game they would ever truly consider, especially in a one game, having two catchers, your only two catchers on your roster. No, they would, they would, they would have a, they would have, I think they're going to bring up Rob Brantley for as a third catcher, possibly. For the wild card game? Yes. Because, because you, you, it's only one game and you could s- switch the roster anyway. Like, they might bring up Florio for the speed. Yeah. I mean, I guess there are a bunch of things that they can do. They, they don't have to carry as many pitchers. Like, they can have a, a much bigger bench. To me, I kind of don't love that rule that you can switch your roster after a wild card game. Yeah, like because the then you see guys game. like... Because uh... then you're getting kind of like the September call-up stuff where you're you're just yeah. totally manual. Like, the Red Sox are going to do it too, obviously. Like, they're probably going to call up they're speedster guys and they're going to have them running and stuff and they're going to not have to carry all. But that's the problem with Voight and uh, LeMahieu being out is like, we have no bench 
our bench theoretically would be Velasquez, Wade, and I guess that's why. Well, Dor. with with Cole pitching, I guess they're gonna have to. I, I mean, they're gonna probably play Higashioka behind the plate, which I actually kind of like because I think a couple of things. I I, I think Gary, first of all, hasn't. That's well why you enough. can't DH him. You can't DH him. No, no, no. But that's why I would actually kind of, I guess if you're going to have the third catcher, I would have Gary off the bench as kind of like your first hitter off the bench. Yes. Yeah. And I think that would make sense, especially if like Boston brings in a lefty, you then, you know, bring in Sanchez to hit against it because you're going to have the extra depth. So Gary becomes kind of like your void, your first hitter off the bench. My issue I, I'm, I think it's the make right decision if they were to go with Higashioka one I think Cole prefers it and I think that matters above all else two I think Higashioka hasn't exactly he's had to get a big hit against Toronto last week Gary hasn't really done much to justify like oh he's so hot we can't take him out and then also I think you can't be bad defensively in a one game elimination you can't go home because Sanchez doesn't block a ball or Sanchez makes an error. Like, so, yeah, you, you got to be perfect in this game. And honestly, that's why, like, I think a lot of the managerial decisions, too, have to be, like, like thought out well. Like, I, I don't necessarily – like, I, I do kind of think if Cole has given up two runs and there's a man on first and second, like, you got to pull him. Like, he hasn't looked that sharp uh, recently, and I think that our bullpen – has done really good jobs at like stopping gaps and, you know, doing a really good job at like stopping like these big runs for teams. Like when we were playing Boston, we only allowed them to score three runs in all, all of the games. Right. So if that's how I'm kind of looking at it, if we score four runs, I feel like that should be enough. Um, And here, here's something too, that I think is kind of funny we were like, oh, can the Yankees go five and four, you know, in order to make the postseason? Can the Yankees go? That was when they had the the first spot by a game. Can the Yankees go, uh, uh, you know, six and three? They ended up going six and three, and they barely got in. I think um, you really have to get – like, in, in, in all aspects, Jared, do you think that the Yankees have a chance – you know, if they win this wild card game, do you think that they can beat Tampa Bay? I think it's always difficult with this year's Yankees to predict stuff because you almost don't even know which Yankees you're going to get. Like, are you going to get the Yankees that swept, that won five of six in Boston and Toronto, in Boston and Toronto? Or are you going to get the Yankees that got four games swept, that lost a series to Baltimore at home and got four games swept by Toronto at home? Like, which team are you going to get? But for me, I think the playoffs is a totally different animal because I think there's pressure on both sides. And I think that the Yankees have been playing with a ton of pressure this year, whereas other teams have not been. And to me, I think we've seen this money ball analytical stuff that has helped teams like Oakland and Tampa in the regular season, like not work in the playoffs. And I guess it's, it's, it is difficult that the Yankees would have to play the Rays in a five-game set rather than a seven-game set. But I see no reason why they can't beat Tampa Bay. Really I, no reason. Uh, on paper, I think that the Yankees are not just a better team. I think they're a better playoff team. I Tampa. think here's the difference, though. Tampa's, 
Tampa's offense this year is such a different beast, right? Like Nelson Cruz, who's a guy who hit, you know, who was playing pretty well before he got hurt. Like he is their like six best hitter. They have, they have like seven guys. They have like seven guys that like will step up to the plate and I'll be scared of eight. If you can't, if you count a Rosarena, right? So I'm just, I'm afraid of that lineup a lot. Like I think Brandon Lau, like he is just a beast. He hit he hit as many home runs as Judge this year, and I think like if anyone said like oh who's a better player Lau or Lau or Judge, they would say Judge, but but at the same judge. time like regular season stuff, things change, yeah. right? Like in the playoffs, he's not facing Baltimore. I mean, That's obviously, true. I don't I don't know exactly who Brandon Lau hit the homers against. I do know he hit three on Saturday against the Yankees, though. But I think we have to think like, okay, he's never facing the fifth best pitcher on a team. He may not even face the fourth best pitcher on a team, starting pitcher. He's going to only face, he's not facing Andrew Heaney either. He's going to be facing Chad Green, Roldis Chapman, Jonathan Loisaga. He's going to face the best of the best that the Yankees or Boston have to offer. And that's why I'm just very, I'm, I'm not really bullish on the Rays. I really... I watched the World Series last year, and I think I was talking with my father about it. It's just like, who in that lineup scares you? No one other than Wander Franco. Wander Franco looks like legit. He is a player. He's going to be scary for years. He may be the best player the Rays have ever had in franchise history. Longoria. Longoria. He may be better than what Longoria was. Like, yeah, Longoria for a couple of years, but he wasn't as great. Wander as, Franco as, put up put up a three five war in seventy in what seventy games? Yes, and, and he like wasn't like he also and he's a rookie and he's young and he like barely played at the AAA level. Wander Franco is scary. True, true. Um, where I go from here is I I think the Yankees have to the you got to hope that your bats are hot. You got to hope that Cole doesn't have a blunder. You know you got to hope is. Hip, you didn't pitch him Sunday because, you know, you had faith in Tyone to throw that game and that in this one-game playoff, no matter what, you'd have Cole throw. And he hopefully he comes out and pitches well because he hasn't looked so, – he looked good against the Sox last outing, but he still gave up three runs at the end of his line. Um, he's probably going to finish second in Cy Young. But it's really interesting to see – where they go from here i think i hope i don't see big swings from Giancarlo and judge i really hope that they're staying to who they are because i think they've thrived off of hitting the ball to the opposite field recently and just sticking wherever the pitch is i hope this moment doesn't get too big for these guys and i hope that they can go out there and put play the way they've been playing in the past 15 games or so they're the most streaky I think most streaky team, they, they had a 20% chance of making the postseason nine days ago. And now, now they're here. So, um, you know, but, that, they, that they're rolling. I mean, right. Like, like why not? Yeah. Uh, I'm just a little worried about the offenses. They've only put up uh, three runs in the past two games, but um, okay. Let's get to some football talk before. Oh, wait, 
before tomorrow, like uh, Jared, do you have a prediction for tomorrow's game? Who do you think will? I'm gonna say six to two New York. Six I to think, two New York. I think that they get out ahead early. I think Cole is pretty good. I think Cole goes maybe six innings, one run. Maybe he's not efficient with his pitching. I think it's like three to one New York. And then by the time Yavaldi's out of the game, which is early because he gives up a couple of runs early, I think Boston goes to their pen, which hasn't held up against the Yankees and really hasn't held up in the second half and, and is the, the, the death of that team in a sense. Yeah, I think I go, I would say the score is either 5-3 or like 4-3. Um, but I think what happens is, is we get to evolve. We score two runs off of him, but then I feel like he settles in. Um, and I, I feel like we end up hitting their bullpen because I think we've looked good versus their bullpen this um, this season. But we just haven't had timely hits a lot of the times. Like I remember early on in the year, we even looked really good versus their bullpen. So I say that we get to their bullpen. We come out with a win maybe in the sixth or the seventh inning. I don't think Evaldi goes long. I don't think Cole goes long because I think they might try and start. I don't think they're going to wait till game three. Maybe they might pitch him on four days rest on game two. Um, possibly, maybe, I don't know. It depends if if we have a lead. Got to win this game. Um, Got to win this of game. Course. Um, okay. Uh, do you want to get to some football, Jared? We saw some, two wins yesterday, both by the Jets, um, winning on a field goal kick. And then the miss field goal kick by the by the Titans, um, and then we saw a really good win. Both I guess both games were in OT. Really good win by Danny Dimes and the Giants versus the Saints. Like this might be one of the best games that I think Daniel Jones has played in. Um, I think that they looked really well, and I'm like I don't I don't want to say like oh maybe this is who the Giants are. But I think this is just also really a testament of how I think this season is going to go because you go up against the Saints, a really good team, and you put up 27 points against their defense, which isn't like the best ever, but it's still pretty good. Um, And you come out with a win. I think Danny Dimes has a ton of like – he should be attributed with a lot. Um, You know, this year he has 1,100 yards. I think he's getting there, but I think he's going to have a good season overall. Um, and maybe maybe he's better than than who we think he is because he threw for four he, – he, his completion percentage was 70%, and he, he threw for 400 yards. So He, he has think, been Jared? pretty good. He's not the reason that they're one and three. To be quite honest, they're a couple of plays away from being three and one or you know even two and two or – like, I think two and two is more accurate. I think that they could have beat they the haven't exactly created their own luck, but they haven't had things exactly bounce their way either. Um, they look like a solid football team. Hey, it takes a lot to go and beat New Orleans in New Orleans. And I, maybe these aren't the exact same saints of the, the Drew Brees era, but they're a good team. That's a good defense. And to be down two scores with like 10 minutes to go in the fourth, to come back and tie it and then win it in overtime, that is big time. That is big time. He showed a lot of poise. I, regardless of the statistics, I think it was an impressive game from Daniel Jones because he won it. And that's the thing. Like, how many times have we looked at? He drove downfield in that in that 
in that that's final what, play in the OT. Like, how many times have we looked at statistics and be like, well, his statistics aren't that bad, but then he doesn't win. Winning is yeah. what matters. Like, his statistics could look average every single time, but if he wins almost every single time, that matters more. The statistics will come with winning. That's what matters. Now, I still think that they have a kind of a tough schedule. I think that before when we talked about like their season outlook, we said that they needed to be like three and one, at worst two and two. Like they did a lot to go beat New Orleans, but now they're gonna have to do it again. And they're gonna have to go to Dallas. And to me, Dallas has looked phenomenal. I've been really impressed with the Dallas Cowboys. They lost a tough game early. They won a tough game late in the second half, second week. They kind of throttled two teams back to back. They look good to me. I'm a big fan of what I've seen from Dallas. Mm. And the Giants, that they're going to have to beat that team because the Giants aren't making the playoffs as a wild card team. There are three wild card teams that you can, that can make it out of the the um, NFC, and you have to think that a couple of them are going to come out of the NFC West, whether that's the Rams, the Seahawks, maybe the Niners, the Cardinals, you know, any of those teams could win the division, which means I, in my eyes, at least two of them are wild card teams, you know, are the Saints going to make the playoffs or the, uh, the Vikings have had a tough, they're one in three. So they've also had a tough, but I think they're a better team than New York and they've shown me more, but Giants are going to have to win the division. So they're going to have to beat the Cowboys. Let's see next week. Let's see next week if they can go and beat a re-engineered, innovated Dallas Cowboys defense. Dak Prescott's back. That's the biggest thing, right? He's the best yeah. quarterback in the division. You expect him to win the division. But now to flip to the Jets, Cameron, I mean, we have been really harsh on Robert Sala, Zach Wilson, and for fair reasons. But yesterday, Wilson looked really good. He made throws I think only five quarterbacks in the league can make. Yeah. Yeah, I, mean, I agree. I was watching Sports Center this morning and there was this one throw that he threw 30, 30 yards. I don't know who it was, if it was Corey Davis or if it was someone else. But like that that throw was really impressive to me because he like scrambled a little bit and got the throw off. I think I here's the thing about this Jets team, and I'll say this for the rest of the season. They're not they're not gonna they're not gonna be great. But if as long as Zach as well, as long as long as he shows some um why did I just forget his last name? Wilson. Zach Wilson. No, what why did I forget? Oh Rob, Robert Sala. Robert Sala and Zach Wilson show some sorry. As I'll just restart that sentence. As long as Zach Wilson and Robert Sala show that they can go ahead and lead this team later on in the future, then maybe you have some hope for them going down the line. Like th- that win was, was very good is versus a Titans team. That's mediocre. You know, they should be, they should be playing better than they are too. Um, I don't, I don't know how, how you look at this game overall in, tor- in terms of their season, but I think it shows a lot by Zach Wilson. He too had a high completion percentage, um, you know, 21 out of 34 throws. Um, he was sacked. On, you know what was best about this game was that their O-line actually performed a lot better. Yeah, they gave him a chance. They let Zach Wilson have a chance. I mean, the funny thing with the Jets is, like, by technicalities, they're tied for second place in the division. They're one and three. Now, Buffalo's three and one. They're not winning the division. And not, not only that, they're the worst team in that division. Miami has played badly. They're way better than the Jets. 
the Patriots haven't played great. They're way better than the Jets. And not only that, they have no chance of being a wild card team. I mean, if Kansas, you know, they're going to be at least probably two teams out of the AFC West, at least probably two teams out of the AFC North, and they ain't making the playoffs. But they needed to win a game earlier in the season rather than late when it actually mattered. It's like, okay, they won a game where it's like the season isn't actually over. Like they still can say like we're playing for something, even though I think deep down they know they're not a playoff team. It matters because that's how you build something. Like winning overtime games against good teams, it's how you build something. And so like if this is the first block that they're laying down of the foundation that they want to be, this is a good one because it's a good performance by your quarterback. It's timely defense, although they had some mistakes to let it even get to overtime. They had some red zone issues, but bad teams are going to do that. But you saw stuff. So this they, is I'm just surprised that they, they were able to throw up 27 points. They got down 10 nothing early, and they fought back. They have to start laying the bricks. All bad teams have to lay these things. And they also, gotta... what's impressive, too, is they scored 14 in the, in the fourth quarter. I think that's, that's really impressive. I think going out and scoring twice in the fourth quarter is really For an offense that's looked terrible. Yeah. So I, I think you got to get both. I, in comparison to Danny Dimes' game, I think he, 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 I think I give him a little bit more of the credit than Zach Wilson because I feel like Danny Dimes made smarter decisions. Um, I actually, at the same time, like Daniel Jones should be making those smarter decisions. This is his third year in the NFL. Like, this is sure. basically, he's basically been a starter all three years. He didn't start like the first two weeks of his rookie year. He's like Zach Wilson has been thrown into the fire with way worse surroundings. I mean, way worse than anything that Daniel Jones ever worked with. Yeah. I, I think following today, like, you know, we do this every week. We look at the, the next week game. You know, they're playing the Falcons. You know, maybe if they beat the Falcons, they'll be two and three. And then you play the Patriots, who haven't looked that good. I mean, they look good versus the Bucks, But, you know, but, like, what, what do you do? Like, it could get interesting. They could win some ball games, and that's all that matters. It just you have to like be competitive. You just gotta start showing these things. But for the Giants, I think that they have to start like going back to them. I think that they have to beat the Cowboys in order for us to be like this serious. team is legit. Before I want to be serious about the New York Giants, they have to beat the Cowboys because the Cowboys are the standard in that division. They I don't. I don't care as much about the Rams the week after because you know they have it's their- a division game. It's not a division game, and also that team is like that team is very good, like very, very, very good. Um, but you know, I'll just go out there and say, if you beat the Cowboys, I will look at the Giants more seriously and maybe say that Week Three was um, uh, just like they just got off to a bad start of the season. But um, I think Daniel Jones is showing that he might be something because I think that game was really hard to go against that, that defense. But, and but in He's got to just win. Like that's, what's going to have to matter. It's going to be like, nobody's going to want a quarterback who loses. Like if he wins, that's what matters. Yeah. Um, I got to say here um, before we move on, maybe, uh, and wrap up i think that this week of football games we saw a lot of interesting 
like and strange stuff that happened more like more that was like some like I think that the Jets and Giants both winning these games could be like maybe a lull or or something in the in the season and I hope not but I definitely think that the the Jets as well I think if you win your next game you can really have something to build off of and you know even though that both of these wins were in overtime and like could have gone either way you know I'm ex- I'm like more excited to like watch these football games by the near teams because um, it's a real product yeah yeah and I think that um both have newish coaches and it's just kind of funny to see that like both of these teams are have the same record after four games and both like have had the same trajectory right except that the Jets got blown out and didn't score versus the Broncos, but, and then come back and put up 27, but Hey, you know, let's see, let's see how they roll the the rest of the season. And hopefully um, next week is a little bit more interesting. We'll come back here to you on Monday. Um, I, the more I've been thinking about it, the more I'm nervous about tomorrow, uh, the Yankees Red Sox game. I don't think I'll really like feel it until first pitch like the importance of it because you watch 162 games and you're kind of like, Oh, you know, like hopefully they make, and and then when it's over, it's just like, Holy crap. But like, I'm like getting nervous about tomorrow night a lot in terms of just, I hope we put a product out on the field where we don't go, Oh, we lost because of a missed pop-up. I mean, if you're nervous about tomorrow, I mean like the only thing that I can suggest is you turn on MSG you watch the Knicks Pacers preseason game and you just get the score updates. Yeah, it's true. I'm I'm excited for the NL wildcard game too. I know we're a New York City sports podcast, but you no, know, Dodgers, Cardinals. If the Cardinals blow it out, that 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 NL is a little bit more wide open than we thought. I don't really think there's a clear-cut favorite either. Like Kershaw and Bauer going down for the whole year is like interesting in terms of the they still got Dodgers. that Max Scherzer guy and they still got those that Walker Bueller. Well, Walker Julio Bueller Rudy. Bueller's been uh Bueller's been all right of recently, but um anyway. Been all right. Anyway, we'll uh we'll we'll cut that off and uh we'll continue again. Next week, hopefully I'm in a good mood, good spirit, and we can uh, continue. All right, peace. Thanks.